Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. What up, everyone? It's Eric Andre. Welcome back to Bombing, where I talk with friends, comedians, musicians, and other creative people about their worst moments on stage and just stinking it up in front of a live audience. Hope you're having a good week. I hung out with the hilarious Jay Jordan, and we talked about doing stand-up in New York City and the most unconventional spaces to perform. Uh, he has a very silly story about doing stand-up at a lecture hall with a podium being a stage and more stuff unravels from his tales on the road. As always, please subscribe to the podcast to get new episodes every week, rated five stars, and on Apple Podcasts. Podcast. Subscribe to Big Money Players Diamond to get exclusive clips plus ad free episodes weekly. Let's get into it. With Eric Andre. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you know him as a comedian, a writer, an actor, an activist, an <laughs> artist, a sex symbol. All right. He's from the economically depressed state of Mississippi. <laughs> Jay Jordan, everybody. Let emotionally him hear, depressed as well. You don't just have this. Did I say emotionally economic. depressed? No, you said economically. I said economically. Yeah, yeah. No, I've never been to Mississippi, so I'm talking shit. It might be. It might be a. Um, it might be Valhalla. For I all think I know. Mississippi is. I just know Mississippi burning. It's emblematic of everything about America. William Faulkner has a quote where it says, "To know a place like Mississippi is to know America," or something to that end. What does he know, William Faulkner? <laughs> he was Some having... fucking prick. He knew. He's dead. He We're is, alive. He's he very dead. But is he I, from Mississippi? Yeah, he's from Mississippi. Oh, okay. Of course. So no, shout I, out. <laughs> no, I think that like every every issue that we have in America is magnified and also kind of like on a grander scale in Mississippi. In what sense? In the sense that like, are you worried about gun violence? Mississippi is a place where you can actually look at the effects of gun violence. Are you worried about minority rule by white people having power for centuries over black and brown people? Mississippi is a great example of that. Are you worried about our economic income disparity where like the top percent have so much more than the rest of the country Mississippi is an example of that are you mm. worried about abortion rights being taken away Mississippi is an example of that are you worried about well it seems like a real fun place <laughs> <laughs> have you ever is had everybody a... there a health nut <laughs> yes <laughs> have have you... I mean, my favorite uh, my favorite healthy snack in Mississippi is pecan pie with corn syrup Yum. and now that <laughs> 
And that is like diabetes and a bite, but I like it. <laughs> a couple of bites. I got a sweet tooth. You got a sweet tooth? I do. Now, you're in great shape. I, especially for a Mississippian. I you're like, like a sweets. fucking goddamn chisel. I think you have to What put, are you on, peptides? Yeah. HGH? <laughs> no, HGH. Kumail Nanjiani diet? I saw Kumail in person, and he, he's You're jealous. He's, he's thick. He's thinking enough for the he, Chippendale show. He, but he's he thinking up for the he's thinking up for the Chippendale show, and if you watch it, he's not a stripper. He's yeah, the boss. I know that's right. That's a that's a wild thing. <laughs> Should I start doing peptides? No, the I thing don't. is, I drink and then I get pudgy. What do you? What? But your, I like you, drinking. You, drinking is your vice. Yeah, I gotta so stop. the so the calories from the drinks is is what you yeah, think. Yeah, and I like cocktails. I like sweet cocktails. Good, good. Nah, it's too much calories. Honestly, I think that makes you a feminist icon because really? you're not beholden to these male sensibilities that That's people right. espouse. That's you can exactly drink right. a green drink. You can drink a pink drink. I'm drinking pink. I'll drink a Cosmo right now. Hell yeah! Get no hesitation. Are there Cosmos here? <laughs> <laughs> Do you drink? Yeah, I drink. I don't drink a lot. My you're favorite young. thing right now. No. How old are you? <gasps> Ooh, is I that just, rough? I just, I just had a birthday. You're like 30, 29. It's very sweet. You're young. I love this conversation. You're like, I'm 65 <laughs> years old. I, yeah, that's what I can tell you about Mississippi. I was there when they sprayed the, the water hoses on us. I marched. Listen, look here, young blood. I was there with Dr. King. <laughs> I could, you could tell me anything. You could tell me you're 21 or... 55. I, 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 I you don't have to answer it either. I'm the same age as a euphoria teen. That's what I'll say. So you're young. No, I'm the same age as like, the like people. Zendaya? I'm the same age as the people they cast as teenagers. So I'm in my 30s. Okay, that's great. But Zendaya, how old is Zendaya? I think she's late 20s. Do you look to her for inspiration? For guidance? Yeah, because I want to fuck, your... fuck Tom Holland. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> is that your celebrity crush? No, my you celebrity. You only like white guys. No, You've no, turned no. on your race. No, my, my celebrity crush, if there was a person who literally could like make me go uh, to my husband sorry I have to leave yeah. Zendaya is on the list Zendaya's on the list well because she is so much bigger than sexuality and preference I, I, she I, is beauty I, I get that do you I understand totally you that. put a garment on her there's that famous photo of her and Michael B. Jordan wearing the same suit and she looks so much better than him yeah in. he got too buff no I don't say that Michael you B. Like Jordan's like also that. on the list yeah, he's on the list is he number two he no. stared into the center of my penis one time you know no what? Yeah. Tell the story behind this. Okay, so I was making bad trip in Atlanta, Georgia. And so Michael B. Jordan has seen into your urethra. Yeah, and it it, it was an accident. The window to the soul. That's that's right. Most people think it's the eyes. No, no, no. But it's the dick hole. So <laughs> which I is go, an eye? I go, it's an eye of sorts. I went to the Four Seasons to um, relax. You know, making that movie was very stressful. So I went to the Four Seasons on a weekend. Can to I relax. just say something? I yeah. did not expect this story to start at the Four Seasons. Yeah, no, it started at the Four Seasons. So I was at the spa in the men's section of the spa. Okay, clothing I, optional. I know it well. Sauna, steam room. Mm -hmm. I'm in the sauna. I'm there forever. Yeah. I'm bopping between the steam room, the sauna, whatever, and no one's there. I are have you the cold whole plunging at all? Cold or are you not plunge, overheating? The whole thing, okay. Everything. Nobody's there. And I'm like, you know what? No one's been here for like an hour. I'm so comfortable. And then I just take off my bathroom. I'm spread eagle yeah. in the sauna. Yes. Lo and behold, the sauna, the way the doors <laughs> face a glass door, and I'm like sitting right there. It's a small sauna, spread eagle. No one's there forever. All of a sudden, movie star, Apollo Creed, whatever he plays. Michael B. Jordan comes around the corner and like walks and then he looks, he makes eye contact with me, he looks down at my dick, he looks back into my eyes and then he just reverse moonwalks out of the spot. Didn't get undressed. 
didn't. <laughs> he just was like, nope. <laughs> and he oh left. Oh my god. <laughs> he left. He left. So. Can I say something? Yeah. That is such a, a bro response. It's just like, oh my. Oh oh oh. Okay, yeah. my bad. You're. I didn't know. He okay. didn't even. It wasn't even my bad. It was like look. It was like eye contact, dick. Eye contact, eye contact. <laughs> Can I tell it. you what my response would have been? What? I would have looked at your dick without seeing your face and went, Eric Andre, did you? <laughs> Wait a minute. I know it that is dick. my profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so Zendaya, would you put them in that order? Zendaya first? Uh, Zendaya, Michael B. Jordan is somewhere in the top five. I also, who's like, I'm trying to think of like I a young. You were like white guys. I thought young, you were like Steve Lacey. Young, cute. <laughs> I, I put you in a corner. Uh, no, Steve Lazy has that quote where he said he sees black men as brothers, so he can't hook up with them. No, what? no, no. I will listen. Put it in my face. <laughs> I, I, that's a, that's the craziest thing you can say. You can be like, I'm currently dating and or fucking a white guy, but yeah. you can't be like, in this other race, I only see you as kin. Yeah. I could never. <laughs> what? I think he's he's figuring it out. Uh, he also. I think he also. I think Steve Lacey was that was also around the time probably where he was like in the internet like the group and like yeah. he probably was just saying wild oh, shit he was and in that group yeah he, he was probably saying wild shit and never thought it would blow up uh, so then when you have a year like he did last year uh-huh. everything comes back out I think yeah 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 I'm trying to think uh, who else is a celebrity that wouldn't get me in trouble if I was like oh they're so fucking hot oh okay nobody's listening to this podcast <laughs> we're not recording <laughs> You can say whatever you want. Um, okay, so this is. Do you know who Manny Jacinto Mandy is? Mandy Patinkin? No, 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 not Mandy Patinkin. That was so close. You know who Manny Jacinto is? No. He's so hot. Manage DeSanto? No, Manny Jacinto. Is that like Ron DeSantis? No, it's not Ron DeSantis. Okay, Even I'm though, looking it up. Uh, Ron DeSantis in those boots? In those boots? <laughs> you like that? You if like he was just Ronda? wearing those boots? If my girl Rhonda in the go Wait, man, what is it? Manny. Manny. J-A-C-I-N-T-O. J-A-C-I-N-T-O. He was an actor. He was Manny on The Good Place. Jacinto. He's oh, an Asian guy. Uh, oh, he's with so a Latin hot. name. How, that, isn't that how Philippines work? Isn't oh, that he's Filipino. Fi- I, that's what I assume. Yeah, he's very handsome. Man. He's very. He handsome. looks cut. He looks drawn. Yeah, yeah. Look at <laughs> yeah, that. He's a very handsome guy. Look at that jawline. I wanted to slice <laughs> my aorta. That is. He's so hot. He's he's Barbie doll hot. Now, do you have an understanding with your husband? Do you get a Do you get a free oh, pass? Oh, oh. If something like that comes can, along, can I say something? Hell, motherfucking yeah. <laughs> Is that a 50-50 even split? 100%. I don't believe 100, it. What, I, I will let you know right now, and because you said no one's listening to this podcast, I will tell you a story. There are people who aren't even super famous that I feel like I get a pass with. Really? <laughs> yes. I mean- And does it work the same way, though? Will you give him the same 100%. leeway? 100%. And there's no jealousy no or jeal- sour grapes? No jealousy at all in fact what do you guys communicate communicate. in fact as a queer couple we don't even say we're open we just say we're mature Uh we're adults now we're realistic it's an easier that's an easier pitch okay two dudes than a guy and a girl more often what didn't you say Uh, that used to be the case you're not in a straight relationship that used used to be the case and now straight women are starting to chillax because of tiktok you think so no I think one day people will be able to be a bit more honest with their desires and their need for, you know, listen, love is a great song, but every great song needs a remix. Do you understand? (laughs) 
Eric Andre. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, you're a big QAnon guy, right? I'm a huge QAnon guy. You are? Yeah, huge. I love it. I can't get Is enough of this stuff. because you're from Mississippi? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm here to tell you about... Because I will say this, in regards to QAnon. Yeah. As a queer stand-up who, like, is having, like, a, a little bit of fun success, um, I'm upset that I haven't been invited to the obligatory bisexual orgies <laughs> in Hollywood yet. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, my God. 
The funniest part about everyone being like, you know, when you get to Hollywood, they're going to make you do gay stuff. My response was always like, make? <laughs> they're going to make me? Maybe. <laughs> now, when you first moved to uh, New York as a Mississippian, were yes. you like intimidated? I was so, I, was, I didn't know there were this, <laughs> I'll say, I'll many say people. The, the most Mississippi thing ever. I didn't know there were so many different types of Mexican people. But no, uh, <laughs> it was. <laughs> no, what happened? Were you like, oh Lord, I no. guarantee. So what, what happened? Are you a little Cajun, maybe? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, so I have, I have some family from Louisiana, but what happened is that I went to school in Mississippi, and then I went to which I don't know if you can believe it. They got them. Uh, we went to school <laughs> in Mississippi, and then went to school in someplace very different, Alabama, and then <laughs> because I, I had like a BFA and an MFA in acting, I moved here and signed with a horrible agency, yeah. and. <laughs> They did not care about me at all. They yeah. sent me to the worst auditions. Yeah. And then I started doing stand-up because I wanted to, like, I had done stand-up a little bit in Mississippi. But to yeah. do stand-up in Mississippi and Alabama back in the day, it was like, maybe you get to do a show a month. Right. And they'll be like, oh, when's your next show? You'll be like, in a couple months, I think right. I'm going to get to host right. this benefit. Right, <laughs> like it's never. But then you got here and you were pounding the pavement. Well, you get shows. here and I signed. I like we had this. There was a really cool website back in the day, uh, freemics.com dot com, where you could uh-huh. just find where all the open mics were in the city. Some of them were free. Some of them were like drink you know minimum. The, you know what the site when I first moved here twenty years what? ago? What it was called? Chuckle Monkey. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Can I say <laughs> new favorite slur? <laughs> new favorite slur. My God! I was like Chuckle Monkey. Chuckle. Huh? Monkey? <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Feel right type of that in. Mm, I don't even want to see the image. <laughs> I don't even want to see the image. Why is this monkey dressed like Richard Pryor? A chuckle monkey? A chuckle monkey? Ben Vereen's headshot. Oh, no. (laughs) Ben Vereen has Chicken George in roots. (laughs) All right, bombing. Let's talk about the premise of this fucking podcast. What's the worst you ever bombed? You could do this in any order. Okay. Worst you ever bombed, worst bomb you ever witnessed, Mm -hmm. most wasted you've been on stage. Ooh, okay. Worst I've ever bombed, there's two. So, like, you don't want to count some of the early ones, but there was this one. You can. Okay. Okay, so like you have like a couple of good mics, a couple of good like bar shows. Yeah. You, I went up on one show early. I want to say this had to be like 2016. This is in 20, Mississippi? No, no, no. This was Big in Apple. New York. Okay. So th- the New York bombs hit different. Oh, they're tough. It was in the East Village. I believe it was 2017. I went up. I, a woman who was in town from LA was kind of at this like produced. Mike and she like was talking to me and she was like oh I can't wait to watch your set because we had like a good conversation yeah which she stayed yeah I went up on stage woo first joke nothing second well, joke what was the venue nothing the venue I think it's closed since was it a comedy club or a bar it was a bar okay okay so it okay. was like already gonna not be <laughs> the best show but like crickets from a bar and okay. like people were there <laughs> okay. and people were there like watching so it was a bigger crowd than yeah. they usually had yeah. and so she was there from LA we just had a good conversation in a bar <laughs> I was turning I was like oh yeah I'm actually like really enjoying doing comedy in New yeah. York right now this is so cool oh my god I made it so so much worse. I talked about like not having anything in my bank account in a way that was just so unfunny and I was like, okay. But then I couldn't even be like, but look at these rich motherfuckers because I know they weren't. So it wasn't like it wasn't I wasn't being relatable. I just was not being funny. I just like slog through that 
and then I like tried to sing and that also like didn't work <laughs> no it was embarrassing sing. you tried to sing yes I tried to like make a joke about that bomb about the, the bombs oh, that were no. currently happening on the were show were the people before you on the show doing okay yes oh that's rough yes if everyone was bombing you could write it off but everyone's oh my people God. are doing well it was, and then you're just stinking it was it one of those it was one of those places where like I wouldn't go down that street to that bar for like a good month because I was like, man, I don't even I don't got to put myself through that. I don't got to reopen that wound. How did you end the set? Well, probably with like, uh, y'all been great, but <laughs> throat closing up. Well, just because like you don't have anything, you like have like a couple of heaters, and like when and those, those don't, don't work. work Let's like, see. Okay, and that's the crazy part. So that's like 2017. So like 2019, I'm on like this tiny little college tour that I got from doing um, NACA, which is like your audition for a yeah, bunch yeah, of colleges. Yeah, yeah. And some of the shows are like great. Some of the shows though, at these colleges, they say, "Oh, you're gonna do a show. Are you ready for this?" Yeah. At this time yeah so I want everyone it's the afternoon I had a show at 1 p.m. at a college I want to say it was in Missouri it was somewhere in the Midwest because I was okay. driving to three different shows over the over like a five-day period okay I go to do a show in one of their smaller lecture halls yeah so I'm not even on a stage yeah yeah, yeah. I'm like in a lecture hall oh, with a slightly yeah. elevated surface yeah. with a lectern and a podium. <laughs> like a classroom? Yes. Like, uh, like where it's, they teach Western Civ 100%. It was a classroom. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The amount of people in there, 12. Uh-huh. 12 people in the daytime to see me do an hour of comedy? <laughs> At a podium. At a podium? <laughs> Are you like a, fucking me? <laughs> overhead projector and a whiteboard on you. Eric, I could hear the spit in people's mouths. Oh my God. Do you know this sound? Yeah. And what are those 12 people doing, though? I question them a little bit. The, I, but, what do I, they want? Because the school was probably like, there's a comedian, and they're like, tonight, they're like, no, 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 don't worry. This <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> what? Yeah. This is going to be some Subway sandwiches afterwards. <laughs> do we have to save the whole thing? You got to save the whole thing to get the sandwich. Okay. So you just got to wait them out. So just got to wait them out. The first joke doesn't go well, and then so you're the like, first, great, I have 57 well, the minutes The first left. thing you say is like, what's up? I could. Li- do you want? Do I just need to say roll for this class? <laughs> yeah. Do I just need to like talk to y'all? What's happening? And like the chuckles there are also so light because there's no way for a group of twelve people there's in the no, afternoon to gel enough to laugh yes. as like a unit. There's no hive mind. There's no synchronicity. No, there's no cohesion. It's so. Just like momentum stopping, yeah, yeah, and so like those are the worst shows I've ever done. Oh. College shows, college shows are the worst the shows thing, I've ever done. I love the college shows that I've done recently, and I love mm. doing college shows um, when they're big enough crowds and when like everything goes right. But yeah. for that particular college show, oh, well, they're produced by college children, so they're uh, not gonna be. But once again, even shows produced by me, adults are rough. Let me tell every college student listening bring Jay to your campus at night at night, <laughs> at night in a venue <laughs> in where there's space. where there's a stage please cause like yeah, I've I, had I like, used to perform in the cafeterias of the cafe the cafetoriums while, yeah while people were ordering chicken nuggets the cafetoria gymnasiums yeah oh my there was I like cause like 
sometimes there's like that fun happy accident like one time me and Zainab Johnson who's like this black Muslim woman from Harlem and my queer Mississippi ass performed in Utah and we were like ooh and it was great it was wonderful but this shit in Missouri in the fucking afternoon for 12 people and they wanted me to stay afterwards and eat sandwiches with them I'm embarrassed no that's not cool are you kidding me that's not cool yeah we've all been there those shows make you they made you the man you are today because like for an hour that's the other thing like <laughs> when you bomb in the hour. city it, you it's maybe, five minutes maybe you bomb for 10 minutes right. you bomb for 12 minutes you right. get out of there you skedaddle right you know you, there's a lot you can do right for for an hour for an hour is it's the longest hour of your life but at that point Halfway through, you just got to do crowd work, right? Oh, or something. Well, or just you, talk to them. You just start commenting on everything. Yeah. You just start laughing in real time about your plight. Yeah. I kind of like look at, if there's a clock and I look at the like student activity board member that has my paycheck in those. Yeah. And I'm like kind of like checking in with them constantly like, can, is 55 minutes enough? Is 50 <laughs> minutes enough? Is 45? What gets me that check in your pocket and gets me <gasps> out of here to my three connecting AirTran flights? Oh, my God. No. It was even crazy for me because I was in a hotel, rented a car, and drove to all these different places to go back to that hotel to then finally fly out. So it America's was like- America's a wasteland. It's so spacious. It's vast. It's so vast that you were like, what did the pioneers- The pioneers needed to kill- all the Native Americans <laughs> for what? For like there was room for room. There was There's definitely so room. Much room. There was de- <laughs> some we, massive honestly, amount of room. We don't need all of Montana. <laughs> you don't need. We need two Dakotas. <laughs> it's a wasteland. <laughs> I I mean like those are two bombs that like I will never forget. They are like carved into my person. Traumatized. Not just traumatized, but learned so quickly what a real bomb is. Because right. you'll they be like, you. oh, you know, that show, I'm, I didn't feel like I did my best. You Because you'll be thinking like a six out of ten is a bomb. Nah, no, a bo- like a true no. bomb. True bomb, like silence. Ooh, yes, silence. It wakes you up. Squeaky chairs. Yeah. People staring at you. Yeah. The back of your neck is hot. Ears yeah. are hot. You're, yeah. You, like... People talk about shaking on camera, and you go, "What? Why? Are you that nervous?" You go, "Oh yeah, this is this is when people shake." Oh yeah, this is when you go just start to be like, "What?" That's my biggest fear: bombing on TV. Oh, I mean, the first time I did stand up on television it was live at Gotham, and I was so unbelievably nervous that I was like blackout yeah. for the first half of my set. Don't remember it completely, yeah, yeah. like under anesthesia, like propofol. Like yeah. I took propofol before I was on stage don't remember completely and i made the mistake of inviting like all my like high school friends i grew up with so they're like in the front row (gasps) too which is like just such this unbelievable added pressure that i would never ever do again yeah yeah it's a it's an insane stand-up comedy it's not that old either it's like only 90 years old right how old is stand-up comedy i mean if I, I, like vaudeville true, true, like a hundred years like old like true true stand up comedy if we're talking about like the way that we all kind of look at it now like modern it, we'd have to say the 60s yeah, so you're it's right not it's old. not that old and then it's the, like 50 60 years old yeah cause then like the 70s is like the ramp up and the 80s is the explosion and the 90s like so like it is weird to be like oh this thing that we kind of see as like being here forever it definitely came out of a vaudevillian tradition yeah. it came out of like 
uh, that came out. Technically, it came out of like Mr. Show. You don't got to get into it, but it did. <laughs> okay. Um, Chuck, ChuckleMonkey.com <laughs> Chucklemonkey. for, <laughs> for more answers. <laughs> Smash that subscribe button. <laughs> but like the wildest part is that stand-up is fairly young. And it's, it's still ever evolving and morphing. And like I'm this weird combination of like I have fairly traditional setup punchline shit, but also people are like, but you're you're queer and I'm like, yeah. And people still will be like, if you're a black person who does stand up comedy in a certain way in certain rooms, they'll be like, This is groundbreaking. You'll be like, No, no, no this is just stand up. Stop yeah. stop thinking it's groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah. You have to remove yourself from this logic. Yeah. The groundbreaking no no no. I'm not the first person to talk in front of people. Yeah. How are you? At, uh, how, how have you done? Like coming up at like black shows, like oh. black a cack. Here's the crazy Urban part. Night. Here's the crazy part. Black rooms love confidence. A lot uh, of people. Yeah, well, I mean, um, if we talk, they, if, they didn't love me. If uh, we, they didn't love me when I was coming up so much. If we talk about the when most I famous for Capone, it was not a fucking pleasurable experience. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna see you on like a uh, who, who's La a Sam who, no, Entertainment who's, presents. Who's the dude? Who's the dude? Uh, uh, T to the motherfucking K. You on <laughs> your TK Kirkland show too? Yeah, no, I don't know. That's too black for me. I don't know. I'm only half. <laughs> that flew over my head. Give me a no. J. Anthony Brown reference or something. Oh, get, I get love me back J. Anthony track. Brown. I love J. Anthony Brown too. Here's a, okay, so, so here's the thing. Uh, I think that like black rooms, they make you work and so like there was always like a hood room yeah like I'm like talking. a like a mother like a hood room where like it's a like a hood room like like, like where they metal say, detectors where they the say this is motherfucking chocolate night yeah like that kind of <laughs> yeah, shit yeah, yeah, yeah where yeah, a club's yeah. like listen we You've don't done like okay yeah, i've done okay because okay, i'm from mississippi and also like because <laughs> i'm from boca raton florida well, well if you're like here's a, if you're queer black people if you can play with it and play around it and about it and have jokes about it black people will be like oh at least this motherfucker knows okay it's when people like start to get cagey it's when uh -huh. people like really don't ha know themselves like one of my uh -huh. favorite jokes that works so well in black rooms is i go i'm a black queer man also known as a gospel choir director and so like they there's always gonna be well because like people forget like i went to a 90 black high school yeah. like my shit growing up was like imp i was like watching laguna beach in secret but like all of my <laughs> so many of my homeboys were like just you want to watch paid in full i was like i love cameron <laughs> cameron giles <laughs> dipset dipset all day baby have you i mean you're in dipset's neighborhood have you run into them no nah, a person That's i see the most dream. the person i see the most is dave east uh who's a rapper from east harlem uh, I'm in Harlem. Who else is up there? Ice uh, Spice. She's she's north of me. That's like one third. She's That's Grand there. Concourse. Oh, she's up there. Uh, do, uh, do you like Ice Spice? I love Ice Spice. Uh, are you excited for uh, a light skin renaissance? Are you I'm excited <laughs> for a light skin? For? I'm a little, I'm a waiting for. I mean, yes, yeah, Sinbad's in bad health, so we need some. We need Ice Spice to <laughs> take the reins. It is wild that like. She truly. She's got dead eyes, though. I want. I feel like she's a North Korean hostage a little bit. No, she's I got think, those Selena Gomez dead inside eyes. I think it's so crazy. She truly brought Munch. People like people who know about the word. So many people shouldn't even know where the fucking Munch is. Tell me what a Munch is. A Munch. I'm forty. This this is what I would say a Munch is. A Munch is a man who, with the press of a button, will come and do anything for you as a girl who's like got shit on lock if he's just a munch he's like just a guy who like you can be like I need you to come eat this pussy oh, he'll okay. show up like that you'd be like I need a new bag well, show up like that 
paint me munch. <laughs> Eric Andre, <laughs> munch are, you, are, you ready for this? Are, you, are you ready for this deadline article? Eric Andre comes out as a munch. Yeah, munch me up. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Poole, the, the, uh, the NBA player, apparently, allegedly spent like, I want to say like $500,000 on like dates with Ice Spice. And Cam and Mace were like, man, she from the Bronx. She would have been happy with a slice of pizza. Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to do that. That's insane. <laughs> That's fucking outrageous. <laughs> Poor Ice Spice. NBA players. That's what happens. <laughs> I've never dated an NBA player. But you could. Now none of them are out. Doesn't mean you can't date them. Jason Collins is the only is the only one that was ever a little gay. W- was gay, and he. I hate to say this about Jason Collins. I, I listen. I love what you did for uh, diversity and visibility, but he wasn't even that good. So it is hard. <laughs> That's mean. I shouldn't say it. I'm out. We lunch. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i'm tamika d mallory and it's your boy my son the general and we are your host of tmi new year new name new energy but same old <laughs> oh yeah And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. 
My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's the worst bomb you ever witnessed? Is Ooh. there one that you have that you witnessed that was a fucking... Uh, you don't have to name the person if they're your friend or you uh, don't want them as an enemy. <laughs> you can call them Mr. or Mrs. A or whatever you okay, want this is Okay, uh, this is or something... Or put them on Front Street. I won't put them on Front Street. Just be but, like, Dulce Sloan. No, I've never seen Dulce bomb. I, the, the scariest thing I've seen Dulce do is I've seen someone like Sorry, try Dulce. to be overly familiar with Dulce and she didn't know them and she shut that <laughs> shit down quick. <laughs> like someone like came in for, I think for a kiss and she was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, you have to earn Woo-wee. you have to earn that kiss. I was like, whoa, Jesus. They bombed Christ. with her. They bombed, yeah. That thing they got banned with her. Okay, uh, who did you see who did you see bomb? I have you ever seen someone not read the room? Yeah. And so I've seen and this is something that like I'll actually talk about. I've seen a person who really wanted to do their club set in a non-club space in Brooklyn because they were what just so... What does that so, mean? It was like a hipster audience and they wanted not, to do... Not like just a, hipster. Like, they wanted a little bit looser. They wanted uh, uh, things that were a bit more kind of like idiosyncratic. Alt, alt, yeah, a little alty. But, like, it's truly just... They, they just wanted a bit more authenticity. Mm-hmm. And this person came so polished and so buttoned and just really wanted to get that type five out. And, like punchlines that I know probably work in Midtown and that work for certain audiences just I saw a lot of people with dyed hair just be like boo oh no cause they just didn't accept that this crowd was gonna be a little different they was truly, the guy kinda like a right wing kinda guy or he something he wasn't right wing I don't even think I think he's definitely it wasn't like political no it wasn't political but like it was so the opposite of what, what they wanted. this crowd wanted they in, want, a, in a way that was almost disrespectful they wanted R&B and he was playing country not only they, I don't even think they wanted R&B they wanted the B side of a band that you've never heard right, of Right, and right. he was playing top 40. Right. He wasn't just right. playing That's top 40. Analogy. He was playing top 40 from like a year ago. This so they were Sebastian getting Maniscalco? mad. It was Sebastian Maniscalco. <laughs> it, was, it was Sebastian Maniscalco. And he never Maniscalco. made a dollar again. And, and we've never heard from him since. Yeah. <laughs> who was it? Just tell us who no, it was. No, I can't tell just you. Just tell. Just no, no, spill no, no, the no, no. I just, tea. I just love the fact that. that hot goss. Uh, I'm trying to think of the... <laughs> <laughs> What's some hot goss? Oh, I've seen, not a bomb, but it was like silly. One time Jim Gaffigan dropped in to do a show at Stand Up New York and I was hosting and he fell hard. Physically Yeah. And you, like walking up to the stage? Yeah. <laughs> you filmed it? I mean, I got a picture of him getting up. It's like, woo. Because I, I just want you to know something. Like, Boom! He's a tall guy too. He's a tall man. He'll say it. He's a he's a bigger man. Yeah. And listen, yeah. he was slow to get up too. Oh. Like, oh, yeah, he's you older know, now. that's what I'm. Just, it, it was not <laughs> fake. There are people who probably thought it was fake. That shit was very real. And Jim Gaffigan is so funny, but like you could tell, cause like physical bits aren't really his thing. So when he fell, some people were like, "Ah, oh, there's Jim being Jim again." But like people in the know were like, "No, what?" 
what's what's going on? He got really pissed at me one time. I was at <laughs> I was at some bar. I, I want a full uh, list of all the people who have gotten really pissed at you. Oh, gosh, how much time do you get? Are you ready to laugh? Look at look at that. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Are you ready for that? That's also me telling the crowd not to laugh. He's like, that, hey, yeah, is he hammered? Is he no. drunk? He it just like fell that hard. He posted it too. <laughs> he cause, and then people were like, Jay, do you think it was a fall? I was like, if he's that good at physical comedy, he should he he'd be in every movie doing yeah, it. Yeah, it yeah. was like Chris Pratt level. I mean, uh, it was like Chris Farley level, like yeah, Pratt fall. <laughs> Poor guy. But that's so, that's so humiliating. And like he, I think he like said one joke. He was like, "No, I'll just stay down here." Because like, keep in mind, I also have to step over him oh to get. My <laughs> God, it's such a small stage. It's this big. We're on the Upper West Side. It was wild. These people like erupted when I said Jim Gaffigan was going to do the show. He comes up. He got really angry at me one time, and it was an accidental. Like, I went to this show. And uh, it was like a small show downtown Lower East Side. And I went, and there was only one seat in the back available. I wanted to sit amongst the comics. The comics were lurking in the back. And Pete Holmes was there. A bunch of comedians were there. And like I went to sit in the one available seat. And everyone was like, oh, that's Gaffigan's seat. Oh, don't take that seat. That's Gaffigan's seat. Oh, and they were all like weirdly kissing his ass. And I was like, whatever, we're at a bar. He didn't claim the seat. Like, he's walking around. Like, let me sit. I was like, huh? And then so when I got, and then when he walked back, I went to him, and he thought I was fucking with him. He had no context. I was like, is this your seat? Is this your seat, sir? Sir, I'm so sorry I took your seat. But he's like, he, he didn't know the setup. He was yeah, just yeah. Like, he, he didn't was just hear like, them say that. Yeah, yeah, he didn't say, he didn't hear them, like, weirdly brown-nosing yeah. him and, like, like, bow, like, bowing to his feet. So he just thought I was, like, being some prick for no reason. And he was like, <laughs> he looked at me like, what the fuck is your problem? I was like, nah, shit. <laughs> and he's big. He's got, like, big, meaty hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like he, like he might not be fast, but if you got like one, you, big you just don't punch want him to, yeah, you just want him to catch you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to. <laughs> so I hope he's not still mad at me. But I think like five seconds later, he forgot that whole thing happened. Good. I heard he gets into goes into a rage. Somebody told me he goes into rages. Ooh, I kind of like that seething anger. I like I, seething dark anger. I feel like a lot of comics probably either go into dark, rage or anger. just like become silly. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, either scream or they just start laughing at everything. Like yeah. it's the two sides of the coin. I think I'm on the 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 low the ladder. The laugh. The yeah, ladder. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a good yeah. place to be. Yeah, seething I've, rage was before therapy, but there's still there's still. I like I like scream if like it's the last resort because I don't even think it's violent. I just think it's a show that like yeah, get it out. Whoa, well, because one time me and my friend were walking to our train and this group of kids was like hey do you guys have any weed and we were like we don't have any weed and like when I say kids I mean like teenagers right. so I didn't feel bad screaming at them and then they asked right. us again I was like we don't have any weed and then they like touched my friend and I That's was bold. like what the fuck are y'all doing yeah 
Cause like we're nice dudes. Yeah. Some crazy person's gonna beat the shit out of y'all. Yeah. I'm like screaming at these kids to teach them a lesson. Yeah, you have to teach them a lesson. You gotta keep those teenagers in line. They're gonna bowl over you if you don't. Yeah, yeah. You hear that? Spare the rod. Spoil the child. <laughs> Mississippi. <laughs> Beat your kids. <laughs> Can that be a sound drop? Can we put that in the board? I think it's, it's doing Beat it your kids. There we go. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's going to be the intro and outro of every episode. <laughs> Beat your kids. You do it better than me. Anything else? Um, everyone, don't be afraid to bomb. Don't pursue it. Don't, don't, don't chase it. But, but them shit's gonna happen. Yeah, it's healthy. For you. It, it happens to the best people. There's this really famous the, the Chris Rock story about him like hearing Martin Lawrence like destroy before him in Chicago. Yeah, and he's like, "What's going on? It's crazy." And he goes out and he bombs because like Martin Lawrence had basically like laughed the crowd into exhaustion. Yeah, yeah and he's yeah. like, "God damn!" And that's one of the most. That, I mean, that's a bomb that led to an illustrious career. Oh, was so, that was it his first early bomb? Or that something? was like a bomb after SNL. No, I think he was established enough to uh. like do a show. But you know how like sometimes famous people, and it happens now because everyone is part of the reason why they're yonder pouches. Like you know, anyone working on a new hour that's of note, you kind of like you. You almost have to be like, hey some of this shit ain't hidden yet. And mm-hmm. then some crowds are like, that motherfucker wasn't as funny as that thing he worked on for three years. Right, How right, dare right. you? Right, right, and you're right. like, well, that's, right. you're part of the process of me coming out with something new in the next three years. Yeah, so, yeah. You you're know. Working, we're working on this together. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think that like, <laughs> if I learn anything, no college shows in the daytime ever. Cause yeah. that shit sticks with me. Yeah. Like someone could be like, oh Jay, I love your Tonight Show set. And I'd be like, but what about that college show yeah. in the daytime, that one time? I yeah. can still see the face of one, this very round white face of this guy wearing a hoodie. <laughs> and he shook his head at one point during my show. And I was like, I'm there with you, brother. I'm, I, black people shouldn't be on stage. You're right. So I ain't crushing it. God, just this round Midwestern face. Yeah. Oh, I'll never forget it. Yeah. Well, Jay, thank you. Thank you. This is fun. I appreciate you. Yeah. Come back anytime. Eric Andre. Bombing with Eric Andre is brought to you by Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network and iHeart Podcast. Executive produced by Hans Sani and Olivia Aguilar. Edited and sound designed by Andy Harris. Our art is by Dylan Vanderberg. And if you want to confess to your own bombing moments or give us a shout out, go rate us five stars and drop a review on your podcast app of choice. Write about your own stories of bombing at life. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can also subscribe to Big Money Players Diamond to get exclusive bonus content with every episode. Listen to all my episodes ad-free. The guests on Bombing with Eric Andre were recorded before the SAG after strike. Bye! Beat your kids! Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then, fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd.